Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fascinating, fascinating episode of Dangerous World Podcast, talking about Cicada 3301 here, one of the darkest, probably the darkest and creepiest online mysteries, one of the great unsolved mysteries of the internet of all time, brought on a fucking awesome guest, man. Black Pill Radio is the podcast that you need to be listening to if you're not already. We brought on Ken co-host of the show really really uh, a great program that they got rolling over there some great guests great great topics kind of like uh what you would overhear some crazy dudes talking uh about at a bar or in uh in a in a club or in a pub uh, for our people over there in england um you know just fun fun stuff man we get into this really really elaborate online puzzle and uh it's fascinating i mean for those of you that don't know you're gonna learn a lot about what is my new favorite conspiracy. Brandon actually brought some fucking fire in this one. Usually he kind of sits by because he doesn't believe in any of the shit that we talk about. But, I mean, this one was something that that caught you by surprise, and it got you very interested, and I could tell. I saw the passion in your eyes on this one. I feel like Nicolas Cage and National Treasure at this point, man. Yeah, I got the I got the fervor, the, the, the fire in my loins for this one. And Ken is great to talk to. So, yes, you guys are going to uh, leave feeling uh, similar, similarly bewildered, confused, and interested. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, this is one of the the ones we just want to get straight to business here because we uh, we talk a little bit in the beginning about some current events going on that also play into online mysteries some digital shit the weird things going on with the shifting from the donald trump administration to the biden administration and some other things like that but we do get right into it and it's just a phenomenal phenomenal episode also the patreon portion legitimately is my favorite portion uh as far as patreon goes but um, so if you're not already signed up, sign up just to hear this. You can throw down the three bucks and then you can bail out if you don't see the value in it. Um, but we get into the first, second puzzle that in are in the free portion here. And then in the third uh, puzzle, we actually dig into on the Patreon part. And then we kind of give our own theories and things like that. So enjoy it. And uh, we appreciate all your support. And Hope you hope you fucking just have a good time. We had a fucking phenomenal time researching this. And uh, I mean, just enjoy it, guys. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. Getting into a very dark and interesting topic this evening. Uh, brought on a very special guest, too, because with something that we have to speculate as much about. Uh, Brandon's pretty good with editing. I am not. I'm not good with anything with computers. But. This is on another level. We're talking about Cicada 3301. 
one of the most fascinating, fascinating internet puzzles of all time. Top five of like the the eeriest, creepiest internet mysteries, even above Bitcoin. Uh, you know, the creator of Bitcoin and all this stuff. Brought on, like I said, a, a great guest. Got an awesome podcast, the Black Pill Radio Podcast. You brought on Ken. What's going on, buddy? Yo, guys, thanks for having me on. Super excited to talk about this one. You sent me down a rabbit hole when you wanted to, said you wanted to talk about this. So I'm ready to rock. Hell yeah. And, you know, it's crazy that I, I, I'm surprised that you had heard of it, man, because I've been in the conspiracy world for about a decade now. You know, like since I was like right out of high school, I started being like, you know, something's up with the world. The education that I got was shit. And <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm starting to realize all this stuff. I never heard about Cicada 3301 until probably like a week ago. You know yeah, what I mean? It was big in Reddit. That's kind of how yeah, I bumped yeah. into it in the past. That's the only reason I kind of knew about it before, because I was a big Reddit guy. I mean, I was up until recently because now it's dog shit. But yeah, it was that was a huge thing. Huge talk in the community. Yeah, dude, it's gotten it's gotten real weird. Um, but I mean, like, let's go around the horn here. Let's see what everyone's drinking. Brandon, what are you up to over there? Are you looking shady as always? Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA, and I'm uh, this is uh, this is uh, I'm too deep already. So yeah, I'm th and this is this one hits hits strong. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good, man. Uh, but yeah, also Water. you know they they made a movie about this this whole cicada thing uh, a little bit ago too. Yeah. So we've mm -hmm. got we've got some uh, what I, I'm sure you would call uh, like false flags and uh, disinformation from the uh, deep state in Hollywood there. But that's how I'm doing pretty. I'm, so I'm I'm pretty good, man. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking a Truly, and I threw some vodka in it uh, because I'm so hungover from... I watched the Ma the Masvidal-Usman fight yeah, yeah. last night. Um, got China China getting their ass kicked by the USA in that one. I was a, I was very, very happy of Thug Rose. Weidman. Uh, Weidman. Oh, whoa. It, what? it was brutal. And then I was expecting Masvidal to win. You know, I wanted a, 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 the Americans to take the, take the trophy on that, but you know, Africa can take a little bit from the U S but China cannot, you know what I mean? I, I hate Usman. I hate him. So he's kind of yeah. a piece of shit. He's kind of, I just hate his attitude. Hate the way, I hate the way he carries himself, but again, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a hater. He just yeah. wins. So, I mean, it's fine, you know, so I, I'm very hungover. So I got to just get that hair of the dog and get, get back on the fucking saddle, dude. So Ken, what are you doing over there, man? All right, well, I don't have booze here, so I got my bong, and I am drinking Topo Chico, rich people water. I can't Topo see it. Topo Chico, dude. Yeah, rich people water is on sale at uh, at the rich people store, Whole Foods, so I got some. Isn't it funny that the, the rich people water comes from Mexico? You're always taught not to, to fucking drink Mexican <laughs> water, but then it comes from Mexico, dude. And Coca-Cola owns that, too. So I hope you're not white at all, Ken, because you're not allowed to, to participate with Coke if you're white at all. Uh, dude, I'm Syrian, so it's all good, bro. You're good to go, dude. You're good. <laughs> they approve of you. Well, so, so, I mean, there's a lot of other news going on. I wanted to just kind of talk about some things um, before we break into this, uh, you know, very fascinating internet mystery that, I mean, this, this fucking Cicada 3301, it sent people all around the world. Like people visited, like, it, you know, there's GPS coordinates that were released in these puzzles and it affected a lot of people all around the world uh, that were elite hackers. Right. Um, but there was something, dude, that was just kind of bothering me about uh, the way there was this program. And the reason that I wanted to bring this up with you is because you, you're a Buddhist, right? You, you, mm -hmm. you claim. Yeah. So and, and I, I find that interesting because I think a lot of people with their religion, they're raised to be a certain religion. I don't know if your parents were religion or if you found this on your own. Um, but 
I find it fascinating how so long ago they didn't want to teach religions in schools. And instead, they are really pushing science. And science has become a huge religion. Like people don't want to admit it. And I'm not talking Scientology. I think we touched on this last time we spoke, Ken, uh, with, with uh, you know, Alex and, and all these other guys. But science has become a religion. And people are doing things in the name of science, even to the point where, like, the science doesn't make sense. But they're saying, trust the science. Like, trust God. You know, the, God's plan may not make sense but trust it, you know, it's, well, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's also good. a lot of like submission to authority of see a lab coat. That's a doctor. You're not a doctor. What do you know? It's like, when you can do simple reasoning, you can look at the numbers. Listen, I got my engineering degree. I have a math degree. I can look at shit and decipher for myself what I see. And if you're feeding me a line of bullshit, like I can call that out. So don't be like, Oh, you don't have a lab coat. That's a lot of people submit to now like Fauci. Oh, he's a doctor. You know, the last time that guy actually treated anybody. Yeah, decades. 40 plus years, dude. Like, he ain't seen nobody. He doesn't, dude. He's a politician. Well, Brandon, in all seriousness, what do you think about what Ken just said? He he sticks up for Fauci a lot. So what do you think about that? <laughs> on, on Fauci, <laughs> I think it's like a similar... It, it depends on how you're coming at the question. I mean, if you think that by you using, uh, you know, um, technology right now to talk to us that was created by scientists, by the government, is being beholden to them to some extent that's that i don't think that that's the right way of looking at things and i think you guys trust doctors enough to go to like emergency rooms if you're sick i think you would you would go Trauma's to those kinds of places still but so at the same time we always get second opinions but we can't yeah. get a second opinion from fauci that's right that's the rub for that's me a good point you know if you get yeah. surgery you see five doctors you don't go to one guy and go yep this is it the, Absolutely. The, the the problem, though, and I know it's a valid one that people who are anti-globalists often bring up, though, is that what you would need in order to get a valid second opinion in, is you would need a like pre-existing network of ideas um, to validate, to check, to give a second opinion. And that just ends up that just happens to be the World Health Organization. And I don't think you guys like them very, very much. Um, but there's so. other doctors at the same time. And as well, we didn't, if, if Fauci was voted in, that's one thing, you know, we give him permission yeah. to make these calls. He's not someone like we all collectively want. Yeah. This guy's background. I agree with him. Yeah. He should be the one running shit again. I know that's not his call that he's an appointed, you know, appointed person, but that's the other rub right there. It's like they could put anybody, get anybody in there. There's something weird about him, dude. What do you think about the theory that he's Mother Teresa's son, Ken? I mean, I've brought this up several times, but I, I've seen them side by side. Um, there was some weird thing where, like, he's got something to do with, like, the foundation. Like the They're Mother both Teresa. evil. So, I mean, that may, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> Look no, at Brady I mean, didn't like just, that one. <laughs> all the cuckery, too, dude. Like, all the stuff where, like, all these globalists and all these, like, these these idols of people, they're all related in some way. And it's it's really, I mean, that's one of the things that fascinates me is, I mean, you got, this is my new favorite, the Cicada 3301. I love predictive programming, and I love the Illuminati bloodline stuff. That's all just, it, it all so, blows my mind. On those, right. on, those, on those topics, though, Ken, can I ask just for our listeners who are, I'm sure are familiar with Black Pill, uh, podcast where mm -hmm. you come from but uh are, do you actually like submit and actually believe in a force in the universe call that should be called evil like is that a, an operative factor in your life like you're worried about evil things so i'm not worried about it but it's a part of the world you know what i mean it's what there's light there's dark there's good there is evil so it's just a natural force within 
our realm we live in. You know what I mean? So it's not something I constantly think about. It's something that's there. And again, you, from the Buddhist perspective, you manifest a lot of your own reality. So if you're going to sit there and think about that, something's going to come up. You know what I mean? If you give it that much power, it's going to come up in your life. So it's not really, I, I know it's there, but I don't really put it to the forefront. If that makes sense. Yeah, just knowing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, knowing, knowing that it's just uh, that you think of that as an operant thing out in the world, like, um, like a whole bunch of other stuff that us in the skeptic community, the unwoke crowd, might see as <laughs> as woo woo. But just to paint your your you know your ideas going into this this discussion. But yeah, Ryan, tell us, are we gonna we gonna start this up? We're gonna get into yeah. Some, I was gonna say, let's start diving into these puzzles, man, and what the heck they are. Yeah, because it's it's really, really interesting, man. So there was the the way that this came about was on 4chan, right? And 4chan, for those that may not know, this is like this kind of weird little forum. It's not around anymore. I think it's 8coon now is what they call it. Yeah, it went from um, 4chan, 8chan, the 8coon. <laughs> yeah, it's had to go a few different routes to get to where to where it actually is today as far as 4chan goes but this message popped up uh black background white text uh really stood out on 4chan this was it, it came in on the b uh column or, or i should say like the b subgroup of 4chan which is just the random like anything goes um some of the darker shit on the internet like the slender man stuff popped up there um some of the weird things that really kind of send people off the deep end and this message, this first message, this was the first ever clue, um, again, on a website that it gets flooded post after post after post. But this one stood out to a lot of people somehow. And it's it reads like this. Hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals to find them. We have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it and it'll lead you on the road to us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301. Now, it seems kind of like a joke, right? Like if you were to see this, it'd just be like, oh, someone's trolling. And a lot of people actually do think that 3301 was a troll. Um, but someone took this message and put it into WordPad, which is like a text-only editor. Um, and they, they got this Caesar cipher. And, and I'll, I'll kind of explain what that is here in a minute. But uh, it said, uh, Tiberius Clavius Caesar says and then it was just a bunch of letters subtext all, all kinds of weird little symbols and uh a caesar cipher is basically like something like it was sort of like a like a so, weird way to encrypt back in the day what were you gonna say brandon yeah i was, I was gonna say well so claudius caesar which is which is the name that's being referred to there uh is the fourth emperor of rome he's the son of nero interestingly enough yeah. who is the the uh, mark of the beast kind of guy the way that they write that, that Jews used to write the name Nero came out to 666 and they wouldn't actually talk about him by name. And because he was the fourth emperor of Rome that plugged into this uh, cipher system that you're describing and gave them a starting point. So that the four, again, we, yeah. we know the power of four. You, you remind, remind us of that quite often. Um, yeah. The four ends up being the key to the rest of the cipher that's hidden in the text version of this image, right? Yeah, so they had to move the the letters like so they had to they off this text that they were finding and it goes off of a book. We're going to be all over the place with this cuz it's fucking confusing. But this book called Liber Primus, the first book in Latin, 
Well, um, wait, wait, because that's not until the third clue. That's really the third one. So we got to wait for that Lieber previous because yeah, this first sharp. one, what I what I kind of got with the Wainer, Marcus Wainer, 15 year old. So what he did is like it was a picture. I wound up getting an image, a picture image, and they wound up doing that into a text only file. And they wound up finding a website within there. Within that website, they got the next clue. They said there's what? two other prime numbers that go along with 3301 and what it was, it was the dimensions of the actual photo. And then that gave them a phone number to call and it said, good job and all this crap. But that, Dude, that's I essentially called, the first one. Correct. I called that number. Have you guys called that number? It's not in service no. anymore from what I found. Yeah. Yeah. I called it, but nothing happened. Uh, the number is uh two, one, four, three, nine, zero, nine, six, Oh, eight. But that so that was one thing. It's like, yeah, you take the prime number, the message. I'll actually play the message here. I'll see if it picks up on the radio. And if not, Brandon can throw it in and post. But um, the reason the only reason that I was bringing up Libra Prima so early was because when they were reading that they had to go off of this clap Clavius Caesar in order to know that they needed to move the letters four four digits in order to, to hack this code um, with this weird book. It's all written in rune and all that shit. So we won't mm -hmm. get into that yet. That's a good idea. But uh, let me see if we can play this uh, this clip and if it picks up, because it's interesting, dude. You call the number after you find the number, which is in the metadata of this picture. You know what I mean? So and, and I mean, dude, it is fucking insane. Just the lengths that these people go to to do this. But yeah, let's see if this picks up here. Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final dot JPEG image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a dot com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. Could you hear that? Yeah. 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 And dude, the yeah. this, the signature of cicada thirty three oh one right off the get go was really interesting too because cicadas, uh, notably, they brood from anywhere from thirteen to seventeen years, thirteen or seventeen depending on the species. Uh, you note that those are prime numbers. Some evolutionary biologists say that, like a lot of animals, when they're thinking about uh, the cycles that they would use to go find their food, they're they're intrinsically based on even numbers. And by cicadas only emerging from their brood every 13 to 17 years, they kind of get in the sweet spot. They get where a, a prime number can't be, or, a, or an even number can't go. And then 3301 is what's known as a twin prime number, too. It's a prime number both backwards and forwards. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting that you say that, too, because a song comes up later. Um, and I think that's in the second puzzle, actually. So we'll hold mm -hmm. off on that because I actually have part of the song. Um, well well, real quick with the rest of this first winter. So again, 15 year old kid and supposedly, supposedly his dad just bought him his first laptop two days before him finding this shit. And his dad, this electrical engineer, I can't find his name anywhere. I have no idea where he worked. I know nothing about this. I try. I was digging for a little bit, trying to find this dude's name. I can't find it anywhere. I don't know who he is. But then his son, this all of a sudden whiz, whiz kid, turns on the computer, goes on 4chan and solves this puzzle. That's and not like some that's not like some Zuckerberg well, shit. To, I don't know what is to yeah. to to, to not talk to the f uh, point of his experience with computers, though, at least in rolling. 
at least in Rolling Stone, it's that they had it before. He just had to use, um, he had to use like the family computer. And so he wasn't allowed to go, uh, to like 4chan and sites like that because their parents were like cracking down on his usage. He, he actually was quoted as saying, I think the, a big brother, um, you know, protection yeah, looking system over that, his shoulder. Yeah. So he, he had the experience and was homeschooled, which I've spent time with them being one of them. They are, they are nerds to the max. It just seemed bad to me. This, that's all. And especially the way they painted the picture in that article, like I said, Oh, two days before he got his first laptop and cracks it open. And then he solves the cicada three, three Oh one. I don't, and then again, you can't find anything on his parents. You don't know shit. All you know is he's an electrical engineer. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he formed this group with a whole bunch of the other, uh, decipherers called, they they'll call themselves hashtag decipher. And they actually, um, they actually later would end up putting out like false clues. So as to, uh, throw yeah, off yeah. the scent from a lot of their their competitors too so yeah this marcus guy was was um i think one of the first 20 uh, at least by his count to receive um the prize for solving this puzzle and he got a message emailed to him i've actually got the the, the text it's it's a long one but uh, ryan where, where do you want to go from there well no i mean yeah like you said like you, you literally your prize was you get an email and then you were in a chat room and then uh, you know a lot of times you would hear uh, patience is a virtue, be patient, blah, blah, blah. So this, it's very possible, dude, that this thing could still be going on today, honestly, um, because these people are still waiting around. As far as we know, you know, no one has solved it. And even the people that have solved it, how can we know that they did? You know, they just say and, that they're in the cicada club or whatever it is. Like they're a member or yeah, you know what, I mean? very, what does that mean? What does that mean? To the average person, not a damn thing. You know what I mean? Because this is so niche that it's like, you know, they, they're not, it's not like they're saying that they're part of, of the 3301 club for pussy. You know what I mean? Like, right. not, I, I will no say one that fucking at, knows. At least from his perspective, though, his, the story that he tells, which call him a, a, a false flag, a false flagger if you want to. But he said that the group was, as soon as he got initiated into the group, they started coming up with software and they came up with software that was mainly concerned with. Uh, ensuring privacy, getting around certain Intel uh, communication or Intel and communication companies' uh, firewalls and stuff like that. A target of their efforts was protecting Chelsea Manning. Uh, together, uh, this market, this uh, sorry, uh, Marcus Wanner uh, came up with an idea that they called the Cicada Anonymous Key Escrow System. It was called Cakes, and it would, yeah. in short, it would it would. This this techno this uh, software would trigger the automatic publication of sensitive data online if and when the whistleblower or researcher of any kind was indisposed for a designated per period of time. So, like, if someone doesn't log back into their Gmail account after a certain amount of time, all their stuff on their uh, their database gets sent out to whoever they wanted to. I mean, a lot of a lot of journalists like Glenn Greenwald, one might imagine. Okay. Yeah, dude. There's this. Uh... There, like uh, as far as the people that have like talked about it or anything, there's this particular individual that's very interesting. What he said, um, he ended up going missing after saying this, but he was he was saying he was part of Cicada for a decade. Um, so that lets you know that they were very active before they were putting out these puzzles, and that's what, kind of what leads me to to believe that they're still going on today. But well, he believes like strongly that it was a left-handed path religion, and there is a religion based off this shit, Cicadaism. They miss they mix like mysticism and technology 
And uh, they're basically thinking that you're going to, to gain enlightenment through kind of like these esoteric methods and technology, which, you know, technology is a double-edged sword, but it, it, what he thought was uh, it was like a group, like kind of sort of like a digital Bilderberg group. It's a lot of, uh, you know, again, this left-handed path kind of disguising themselves as this progressive scientific organization that was basically just kind of disgusted with the way that the world was going. They weren't happy with what was on the internet and they wanted to fix all of these things. Um, again, this guy went missing after kind of like saying that he, which was one are you talking? Are you talking about Ian Murdoch or are you talking about Bruce Clark? You know, I don't know his name. It did. So who are those, those, two? those, those two are like, they think those are the first architects of the cicada three, three Oh one. And Ian Murdoch is like one of the guys, founders of like Linux and all that shit. Okay. And he was found hung suicide. You know how that is with all that. Uh, And then the other guy, Bruce Clark, he died mysteriously in 2015 and he's ex CIA. Like he was big time in the CIA. Well, no. So, so this guy, no one knows he's just missing to the day. And, and again, I didn't get his name, um, but I was just researching and and there's another guy, but I don't want to bring him up until we get into the second puzzle here. Um, but I, I say, mean, yeah, I say let's dive into the second one. Cause I think that one's super cool too, dude. It's cool. And then if that, if that audio file worked, I'll play, uh, the, the beginning of this song. The song is creepy as fuck. Yeah, dude. it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Brandon, you were talking a long time ago when we watched that movie, Lords of Salem, the devil chords that you can play. Cause Brandon's really good with music. Yeah. I, I was trying to listen for that progression and you, you could, you could tell that with all the different tones, like it was, it's just like the, the written, the translated ver- uh, parts of the Libra Primus that we have, it's very out there. And I, and because you're dealing with a group of cryptographers, I don't know how seriously or how scary you should listen to these sounds and listen to these words like that are in the, the Libra premise that we, that we'll, we'll get into after this, but yeah, just the way that they had to decipher this, like they had to amplify it, play it in reverse, uh, drop the, the center well, of the frequency. It was, it was real quick. Doing all one of the guys of that's like involved with this shit, you know, he is basically a, a classical composer. So music, uh, classical guitar, everything. So that's why it's kind of interesting that they had this music in there, and then this guy shows up, and we'll 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 stop. I didn't want to say his name yet. We'll step we'll step back later. So, okay. but I just wanted to bring it up because it is like something interesting. Well, so Ken, do you know much about how the second puzzle started up? Because the one the main thing that I took away from the second puzzle was the song that, from what I understand, was found in again in the metadata of a file. The, the MP3 that it was, it was called 761, which is a prime number, right? Mm-hmm. Again, 761, and it's 167 seconds long. So you get that inversion, like you get that Aleister Crowley shit. And the song was based kind of off of the Book of Law from Aleister Crowley, from what I understood. They, so, I mean, you get this inversion, you get the, the little sprinkle of Satanism in there. Um, but do you, either of you know how the second puzzle really started? Is this the one, correct me if I'm wrong, Ken, but this is the one that was released like a day, a, a year and a day after the first one. Yeah. So I think January 6th, 2013. Fifth. Yeah, I, I only glanced over this one because I got I got sucked in with the uh, the first winner. But yeah, I just know that it was a year <laughs> and a day, though. Yeah. Yeah, January 5th. And so that's the problem, dude, is like these people. And and we should kind of like circle back a little bit, you know, and say that the, the first puzzle 
all the shit that we're talking about in that first like you know, what 30 minutes or so these people solved this in a month you know what i mean like the winners they solved all of these things we're talking cryptology we're talking stenography you got to get all of these people involved um and they're not supposed to share any of the information so you know allegedly all of these these 20 winners of that first puzzle they solved it in a month. And then like anyone that came after, they're like, hey, you know, we don't want the followers. We want the best of the best. Basically, get fucked if you're not one of these first 20. And then the second puzzle that we're talking about, only five people completed. So well, they I had, mean, didn't they have the isn't this the one where they had the uh, papers up all over the country, like all over the world and shit like the that? QR That's code. To go find. Yeah, yeah. They, they had to find the coordinates where they're at. Yeah, they had. Yeah, dude, and I actually have really quick the. Uh, countries i'm not going to list them all it's a lot of of states and cities in the u.s but it also goes to yeah, warsaw da, 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 da. seoul oahu see i got sydney yeah, i think so the, moscow seoul yeah. uh south korea seattle yeah. poland mexico australia i mean yeah you got you, you've literally got i think every continent other than africa and antarctica uh are, are part of this puzzle and yeah like you said there's an image of a cicada and a qr code and we're using a lot of QR codes today. So, I mean, the, the power of the QR code is very interesting to me. Like, this is something that's kind of like, it's going to become mainstream. It's going to be like the way that they know. I mean, I feel like every human being is going to have a QR code. Is that the mark of the beast? I don't know. Uh, so let, but I mean, there's there's something very interesting with the QR codes, but uh, keep going. Yeah, let, let's, let's listen to that that musical piece, Ryan. And then I have the, uh, the, the deciphering of it after. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like you guys were talking about before, the metadata for the piece that was related to this musical piece referenced a book by Crowley. I think what was it? What was it called, Ryan? The Rule of Law. Rule of Law. And through that, uh, and I, I can't remember what kind of audio editing specifically that they did, but they deciphered uh, the code in this song too. Like the instar tunneling to the surface, we must shed our own circumferences, find the divinity within and emerge <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a like a luciferian type thing you know what i mean like instead of falling or, or like a phoenix or something like that you it's know like what I mean? a There's... drunk dr seuss dude I, but no yeah, no ken no ken doesn't this doesn't this shredding uh, we'll get into what again what is in the liber uh primus but doesn't like the idea of shedding one's own circumference and self doesn't isn't that the idea behind nirvana and enlightenment though yeah i mean i get it's tough to say they it's ego i guess is that what they mean to say like the shell you put yeah. up around yourself is your ego well so yeah i mean that's really what it is i'll i'll stop beating around the bush with the lemur primus we're going to get to it more later <laughs> honestly but i'll just give you one of the i think it's one of the first 19 pages of the lemur primus that out of the 56 sorry out of a total of 21 yeah 21 uh, have been deciphered and i think 58 are are there in total so one of the yeah. de deciphered um, bits uh, in plain text goes during a lesson the master explained the eye the eye is the voice of the circumference he said when ascend 
by a student to explain, or sorry, when asked by a student to explain what that meant, the master said, it is a voice inside your head. So this master in this parable is saying, the eye is the voice inside your head. It continues, I don't have a voice in my head, thought the student, and he raised his hand to, to tell the master. The master stopped the student and said the voice that he, the, the master had said this, the voice that just said, you have no voice in your head is the eye. And the students yeah. were enlightened. That's how, that's how it reads. So he's talking yeah. about the voice in the head, the shedding of the circumference, because inside the circumference is the ego and is the id, right? Ken, I know also, you're talking about third eye right now, Ken. What do you yeah, got? That's what I'm thinking too, because I mean, when he says it's the eye inside your head, like that's what you see. And that, and then again, when I'm just thinking circumference too, I'm just thinking the energy we put off, how we have the toroidal field around yeah, yeah. us. Like, so I, a lot of the shit goes through my head. Just like that's all packed in there. It's you can kind of go a couple different ways. But I, th I think though that uh, a number of cryptographers who have looked at this and commented on it, um, they all though say that it is not really the message that is being written that is the true message, right? That this right. is a it, because it states itself to be a recruiting, uh, uh, you know, venture. Uh, that's what Cicada 3301 themselves had said. We're, we're going about recruiting people uh, like John Galt in the Atlas in the Atlas Shrugged <laughs> uh, books, you know, um, since they're saying that it, it it it's not what they're writing that at face value. That is um, that is the end value, even though it delves into kind of esoteric stuff and we're dealing with topics of anonymity, of security, of privacy, things that touch uh, all sides, all, all corners of the world, especially as it gets smaller. Yeah, but like you said, it's a code, so it's not supposed to make sense. So we could sit here and try yeah. to decipher gibberish. It's like, yeah, baby speak. You're trying to figure out what what's he really mean? You're not going to, there's nothing there to there, have a meaning, you know, there might it, be, but. And there it is, yeah. there is an idea too, that the pursuit for a lot of these people is better than the actual results because that Marcus Wanner, he talks about the other groups, seeing the, what the other members of the Cicada group had been developing and that people were just getting burnt out. Like they were just writing code. And if anyone knows, if you're not bought into, well, from what I've heard about coders is that if you're not bought into the coding intrinsically, like you're just gonna burn out because they're not they're not paying anybody. Um, and there are other examples of these like, they're calling them like alternate reality scavenger hunts to a certain extent. Like the Dark Knight, when it was released, uh, had had something like this. Um, like a alternate little scavenger reality hunt. game, yeah. Yeah, Halo 2 had it. Uh, Nine Inch Nails had one for their record Year Zero. Um, Alan Turing, actually, he uh, used a, a crossword puzzle that was similarly difficult as this, apparently, to determine, uh, to, to recruit people to crack the Nazi codes. Um, there's a, a billboard by uh, Google that got put out and that yep. Google uh, yeah. billboard was intentional, was uh, said to be a recruiting tactic for Google's coding department, uh, and, and security division. Um, Ken, tell us about that, that British Intel agency. I think they called it, uh, operation. Can you find it? Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's well, Navy and the British, like the U S Navy had one and the British had one. Yeah. It's basically, it's not the same thing. What is it? Yeah. Can you find it? Is that what it was called? Something weird so like the, that, but it is essentially yeah. the scavenger hunt of the same sort. So you just put up code and just waited for someone to respond. Yeah, but the, not as elaborate as this though. You know what I mean? Like this one, this, and it's so hard to really quantify these things because again, 
like it, it's a special kind of like intelligence that you need. Like it's almost like it's like an idiot. Borderline autistic. Yeah, I was gonna say autistic kind of yeah, deal. You know what I mean? Absolutely, dude. So like I just find it interesting. And we keep saying the word decipher, decipher, decipher. So have you guys heard of cypherpunk? Yes. This uh this Yeah, movie. yeah. So like these are you know, they they fuck around with Bitcoin, like they're they're all of that. So like cypher is obviously short for decipher. Like cypher um, punks, you think of like the movie hackers, dude. That's like yeah, yeah. what these people kind of are. You know, they they call it, that's what they see themselves as. It's an old so group speak. of like pro uh anarchy, uh pro anarchy uh digital hacktivists, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, dude. And so that's what's kind of interesting is that the that this is the future dude like this really is the future of you know it, when when someone gets caught hacking if they break into like the white house or, or or any of these databases that they're not supposed to be in rather than getting arrested they're like hey we can either arrest you or we can give you a job which one do you want you know what i mean like a lot of these elite hackers end up getting recruited by the government and this is what space force is dude a lot of people don't realize like a lot of people think space force is all about outer space it's about cyberspace. Wait, Ryan, you're telling me the U.S. government works with criminals? Well, I'm, I don't have it. proof. Well, how could you say that? It's like saying that they like sell drugs or something. Why would you even say that? I know they're not behind crack in the inner cities or anything. I'm just <laughs> saying that, you know, it's possible that that they do these dark things. You know, Oh, absolutely. Like, why would you <laughs> like, listen, if. Anytime, like we brought the Nazis to America because that's what if you find someone that's doing something superior that's kicking it, like why wouldn't you want them on your team? You know what I mean? It's it just makes sense, dude. This is this is a particularly weird nexus of of organizations coming together to to fuck us, uh, I think in plain sight. And I think it's obvious Mm -hmm. to see because you got the government who's doing space force, like you mentioned, Ryan. They are mainly monitoring the, the, the farthest into space they go is the satellites that are a lot of the times privately owned by communications companies. It all kind of is reminiscent of uh, of that. It reminds me a little bit of that AT&T bombing because uh, it, remember the bombing outside of the AT&T building and what was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. It all kind of reminds me of that because in a whole yeah. bunch of these anarchy uh, laden communities, um, and they go, they're they're not just activists. Also, they're a lot of the times like doing live action role playing. Um, and in these kinds of like cult like environments that we heard a cicada 3301 might be um, yeah. real beliefs can take can can real rubber can hit the road and you can get <laughs> bombs blowing up uh, in front of uh, telecommunication um, businesses, I think. With- with that Nashville bombing, let's see, let's see, Ken, if, uh, you know, you, you talk about, I, I talk about numerology a lot with that Nashville bombing. Do you know how many stories, Brandon, were in that AT&T building? I talk nice. about numerology a lot. Think about it. Uh, Freemasons. Freemasons? Probably. This, yeah, 33, 31? No, 33. Yeah, Ken, I was trying to see if Brandon would pick it up. Come on, man. He, he wasn't going to, right but it's fine. There. No, no. <laughs> But I don't no, like, you know, and yeah. since we're uh, since we're talking about to the uh, like the the space force and all this shit, I I have to bring this up, dude. In the last few moments of Donald Trump's presidency, a small Florida corporation bought like 167 domains uh, that were affiliated with the Pentagon, dude. So there's something very interesting, like and and the the things that were going on. It's, again, a Florida company, Trump's in Florida. Uh, this is a very, very, uh, very interesting development, something that I'm trying to research a little bit right now, but it, it kind of falls in line with everything that we're talking about here with, I mean, the, the true power 
is on the internet, dude. And that's why the cicada uh, 3301 thing has just fucking blown my mind, dude. It, it instantly became my favorite conspiracy theory so much that I bought these, dude. I got two, two cicadas. I bought these. <laughs> I thought you're a big silence of the lambs fan. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. So, I also got the bat that started coronavirus. I don't know if you can see that, but this is pretty interesting. So, dude, fry that know. bitch up, dude. I know, man. It's fun. Okay, guys, what about the narrative that says that this whole movement, this whole Cicada 3301, all the clues, all the ciphers that people have had to go through are just more nerds doing live action role play with a little bit of a purpose, right? To actually get people together, like-minded people who have who share the philosophy uh, on issues of anonymity, privacy, uh, 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 anarchy that we've that we've discussed before. I mean, we've got uh, notable like sci-fi articles. Uh, sorry, sci-fi writers who publish novels, you know, in like the near future dystopia of some sort, and they all have to do with kind of you know nineteen eighty was it 1984 uh, kind of big brother questions. Um, there's one in particular, this William Gibson, he wrote uh, in 1990, this book Neuromancer uh, that was specifically that near future dystopian type of novel. He wrote another one that was published and distributed on a floppy disk. So the novel was sent out on a floppy disk to anyone who bought it and you could only read it once after that, it, it wiped itself out. It went away. That's almost like a little, just a little secretive way to, to keep your uh it's a cool little gimmick to inspect your gadget style dude come on yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely there's also um a a guy named lloyd blankenship which his story in and of itself i think is interesting enough to call this what it might actually be which is that live action role playing that i was talking about this lloyd blankenship is kind of a, a big voice in the early uh cypher punk movement uh, from the Brandon, 80s. is he related to Kenny Blankenship, the guy from MX, I, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge? I, I was that that name actually came right to me as I read that, and I so <laughs> wish he was. But he might be similarly uh, enough of a, a troll and a game maker that he could be responsible for this kind of thing. And there's some weird connections here. So, well, in, real quick, you know, there's also a cool one. This isn't really related, but Cyberpunk is actually a game they were yeah. making before the Illuminati card game when we had the guy on who's like an expert on that. So it's just kind of weird how it's kind of the same thing. And Cyberpunk was hacking uh, phone lines and shit like that. But this Cypherpunk is hacking internet lines. I just I just thought it was a weird kind of connection, the Illuminati card game with this now too. Well, yeah. It so is very interesting. Th that, is, that is how the, the words were, were put together because Cyberpunk is also kind of like steampunk. It's like a whole genre of sci-fi. So again, that's who, I, that's who I ultimately think is is behind this. So let me tell you about Lloyd Blankenship. He developed this GURPS Cyberpunk. It's a RPG, a role-playing game source book. Um, Lloyd had been an active writer and computer hacker since the 80s, like I mentioned, and goes by the pseudonym The, uh, the Mentor. He belonged to groups called like Ecstasy Elite and Legion of Doom. Um, he authored books after a short uh, stint in jail after he had been uh, tampering with some data systems from banks. That's called the Hacker Manifesto, and it reads very interestingly. We can get into that later if we want to, um, if this idea at all catches ground with you guys. Um, but uh, he was said to have founded the philosophy of hacking. Like he's that big in this in this realm. And the this source book, this is GURPS Cyberpunk. It works like 
don't know if you guys have ever played Dungeons and Dragons, but it works like the Dungeon Master's Guide in Dungeons and Dragons. So it like helps you develop the world that that your players, your characters are going to inhabit. And in 1990, the Secret Service showed up at his work and raided a bunch of his computers, including the manuscript for this Gerpos uh, cyberpunk source book. Um, uh, Lloyd had been working at a game development company called Steve Jackson Games. The Secret Service had been alerted to the posting of a proprietary document, they called it, onto a Talking bulletin the same board. thing. That's exactly yeah. it, because that guy, yeah. Jackson Games, did the Illuminati card game. Exactly, yeah. He, so he posted this this document that wasn't supposed to be there onto a bulletin board system that Lloyd was moder, mod, uh, moderating for the Steve Jackson games. Um, the, yeah, and, and the bulletin board was also named uh, Illuminati, by the way, in, in the... It also, uh, Damn it, I knew this name sounded familiar game. when yeah. you said Blankenship. Damn it, that's so, where it was from. And then after that, Lloyd <laughs> and Steve Jackson Games, they sued the Secret Service uh, for damages resulting from the raid. Um, the Secret Service had taken and searched like three computers and over 300 floppy disks. Uh, and Steve Jackson Games won that suit and got about $300,000 uh, in damages. Most of those for, were for legal, fee, uh, legal fees, strangely enough. Um, it's said, it's often thought that that raid was a part of a larger Secret Service crackdown that was happening around the same time. It was a crackdown on hacker activists. They called it Operation Sun Devil. And a uh, uh, little, little trivia here for you, Ryan, that, that name for the operation came from the fact that the, social, uh, the Secret Service's headquarters sat, uh, was situated by the Sun Devils football stadium here in Arizona at the Arizona. I was going to say for campus. sure, it's some yeah. guy who went to Arizona State or some shit. It, it is strange to me, though, that the social... Yeah, fuck the, the Sun Devils, man. <laughs> It's all it about is, the Wildcats. It is strange to me that the Secret Service was the one dealing with this. Now, you should know the Secret Service had been given uh, authority by Congress just a few years prior to investigate hacking, what they had been referring to as device fraud, as an extension of the Secret Service's longstanding authority to investigate wire fraud. Um, they, they, their investigations were often sparked by communication companies like AT&T, alerting the Secret Service to proprietary information on their servers. Uh, most of the times, the info was said to be involving like bank records, like credit card, uh, credit card numbers. Um, the fact that the Secret Service is involved in this is a weird thing to me. You should also know that the Secret Service is part of a of the treasury department um we we think of it today largely as uh the organization tasked with protecting political leaders but they were originally founded in 1865 and their original purpose was to stamp out forged monies um, around that time the time of the civil war it's estimated that a third of all the currency in the u.s was being forged um, so they got the, they got the job of protecting important people after the assassination of uh, President McKinley in 1901. Um, and today they're responsible for the safety of the White House and, interestingly enough, the Naval Observatory, one of the most powerful space looking uh, 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 agencies and endeavors that we have yet. Hmm. So yeah, you want you want that route of looking at who could be running this thing. I looked at more of the money route. And the business side, because usually you follow the money, right? Yes, so sir. I just wanted to look to see like the cicada, like, you know, is it trademarked? And it is trademarked. And the first people that owned it, owned it, the trademark were uh, Beth Bogarts. Uh, you look into her, her maiden name was uh, Blackburn, but she's involved with WikiLeaks. So think of what you will with all that. 
And then you have also this Michael Levine. I couldn't find too much on him. Uh, I did a little digging before L-E-V-I-N-E. But then the other one, this is the big hitter for me. It was Thomas Schoenberger. All right. This guy was involved with Q. And it's kind of weird that the cicada came up in the same kind of format and the same kind of place as Q did. Uh, he's also a part of this I am cult. If you got to look that up, that has to do with St. Germain uh, and that whole him being reborn as an ascended master. This gets in with the Great White Brotherhood, who is essentially running and controlling the world and dictating what happens around here. But those were the three original owners of this um, of the trademark. And wow. then you look okay. to see who it got transferred to. It gets transferred over to Primus Holdings, LLC. So <laughs> it, it started in five, eight, uh, May 2018, and it got transferred over to Primus Holdings, LLC, July 2019. You look at the owner of Primus Holdings, LLC. That is none other than Marcus Wayner, the original winner of Cicada, the first Cicada uh, puzzle. So then Jeez. it just makes you wonder why all that, that again, the Beth Bogarts involved with WikiLeaks, which I think WikiLeaks is a big government honeypot to get information in. Either way, you know, the government's involved with that, with the information, either getting stolen it from WikiLeaks or either way, there's a connection there. And then that Thomas Schoenberger, you look at <laughs> involved with Q right at the beginning, like one of the main guys. And is involved with Cicada. They think that he was one of the original guys that kind of put the, well, took it over after Ian Murdoch and Bruce Clark, these other guys who were originally running it before that died in 2015, because there was three new ones in 2016, I want to say. In 2017, there were a couple new clues that came out. But see, that's where I'm going with this thing because the, the Great Right Brotherhood, that just makes me think that they're trying to do some more deciphering. I don't know if they're trying to send messages. And if you look into what the Great White Brotherhood allegedly is, it's these people that escaped the cycle of rebirth. They think these are the higher beings like uh, Buddha, so to speak, Jesus. These are the kind of higher ascended beings. And they say that these people live in either Greenland, which is Greenland of Denmark, which is essentially God then, or somewhere in Switzerland, they're saying they're in the mountains, that these are the people that are dictating the world. And they call them the Great White Brotherhood. These guys are like really pale skin, red hair, blue eyes, green eyes generally. Um, yeah. And there's but, something there's something the, very not to cut you off, Ken, but there's something fucking really interesting about Switzerland. Right. Because they're one of only what is it? Three countries that has a square flag. Um, mm -hmm. Again, getting back to that four. Um, who protects the Pope, the Swiss guard. Um, oh, and you look at that, the flag of Denmark, the flag of the Holy Roman Empire. It's all very fucking similar. Yeah. They're all the same, man. And they're and just these low key. He, I was just, yeah, I just what? wanted to close up real quick with that brotherhood sure. shit. I just, I, again, I went, I got to that conclusion, like how far down like that hole I went. And that just, it just makes me think that this is some sort of mind game they're trying to play to find people that are smart to do something for them. I don't know, but why are all these players involved? It and in those two, that Schoenberger, that Bogarts and Levine, they were all suing each other and shit all over this LLC and this trademark. It's fucking nuts, dude. It makes no sense why all these people would even give a shit. And again, the other thing that Schoenberger, he's a composer. He's like this musician. That's all this guy. So that music that came up, he made the who song. Do you, who do you think made that shit? Yeah. So this Damn. guy's all tied in, dude.
But I, it is kind Damn. of strange, though, that even if you follow the money, and sure, the rich people aren't like the, the prettiest or the kinds of people that you would think would be rich. But I don't know if you've seen that HBO documentary, Into the Storm, but the people in it are like they are not what you would call alphas. Like they are not the king, you know, the Napoleon types. Like they're I don't know, some of these guys Who are put just this like out? HBO. We, yeah. Okay. I don't know if they're like just, just making ba- sure bound. No, some of them are like bound to wheelchairs. Some of them are just like single dads who spend a lot of time in jail, but always had a, a computer in their living room. It's kind of strange. The heroes that this movement would make, I think if it would be Schrod- Schroden, what's his name? Schrodinger. Oh, uh, Schoenberger. Schoenberger. Yeah. I just butchered that name, but it is strange <laughs> that if those are the Kings, like it doesn't doesn't maybe kings don't look like what we think of them as, and I think I that's don't think normally they're kings the case. of anything. I think yeah. that they're just running a show for someone. It's not that mm. this is Schoenberger that's top of the heap. He's just some fucking guy that is in all this shit, and they give him. He's just a, a pawn. It's not that they have to tell him to do anything. You just go, hey, get involved with this K to three three zero one. That's right. all you got to say. That's all it is. Someone else could have started this, but then they took it all over. So I don't know who was the originator, but they were the motherfuckers running the show. And like well, I said so- before, the other one, I said it was Ian Murdoch, who supposedly was one of the guys. He's one of the founders of Linux. He's mysterious suicide, hung himself out of nowhere, even though he was saying he was going to kill himself. He wasn't going to kill himself. He said he was getting gang stalked and all this weird shit. And then uh, Bruce Clark was ex-CIA. All it says is he died in 2015 of mysterious causes, but it doesn't really say how he actually died. And then 2016, 2017, the puzzle reappeared. And that's what they think it's showing burgers kind of running the show now. Interesting. So, so, I mean, neither one of you think that this is a psyop. Like a lot of people would say that this is uh, a lot of people say that this is like Google or the government trying to hire the best of the best. Um, I personally do not think that this is the case. I think that there's something so much deeper here. Um, I mean, so, I mean, just to, to clarify, do either one of you think that this is a psyop or a government hiring program? I don't. Nah, I don't think so. I think it's something else. I it's, don't, it's cool. It's I don't cool. know what it is, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. It could yeah. be that, but I don't. Wh- why? Why? It's not it's, a gut feeling thing. It's, it's Yeah, it's, it doesn't feel right. It's cool as shit, though. Like, even if it is just what I had laid out, like a version of this, this GURPS, uh, what did I call it? GURPS cyberpunk uh, novel or source book. Like it's it still gives you that kind of a well, of a rush. People that are into this kind of thing, and now it's crossed into where it's almost like anonymous. Like you can just be a diffuse yeah. group of hackers who um, hackers and pirates are very very close. Uh, and you actually have to acknowledge that there's quite a few mentally uh, ill people in here, and this is going to make a weird subgroup of of uh, of culture, a, a weird niche group. And it's just us looking in from the outside because all of this, all of this coding talk is just ma- like it might as well be magic to us, right? We have no mm-hmm. idea what they're yeah. talking about. So us looking in from outside into a, an organization that has had power, well, has been making moves and building these kinds of puzzles for a good forty years now. Like they've gotten better at this, and I think it that's a good sure. enough explanation. You know what I like, though, how you kind of brought up the cyberpunk and then that brings up the Illuminati card game, which kind of like all predicts a lot of this shit. Maybe there's something there with like, 
not something as crazy as like maybe the launch codes or some shit like that. Maybe at the end of it all, like that's like, we, you know, maybe there's some sort of secret that you find. It's not like, but again, if, even if it's something so profound and you, even if you put it out there, like, Hey, I, I solved cicada three, three, Oh one. And this is what they, no one's going to fucking believe you anyway. You know what I mean? No one would believe you. So I think that it might be something like that. Maybe it's a nugget of truth that nobody would fucking know. And even if you told anyone, they'd think you're fucking nuts. So Maybe it's something like that, like because, you know, that is their way of having to tell people they have to tell us, you know, put the message out there so that, you know, we let it happen. Like, hey, we told you that kind of shit, that karmatic justice, so to speak. Well, yeah. And that this is like the idea, too, is that they kind of tell you what they're doing, whether it is in movies or any of this other shit. And in and, and, and their backwards way of thinking, it's like that gets them off the hook. Mm-hmm. On the metaphysical level, right? Like right. This, this this allows them to. Um, we're telling you that we're gonna poison you with food and uh, you know cover your ears, Brandon. But vaccines and things like this. But and then if you don't do anything about it, then that's on you, you know. And then they aren't going to a lower frequency or, or hell if that's the case or whatever. Um, I I find it interesting, dude. This is the the most interesting part to me is just why why is Cicada thirty three oh one even a thing? Like you know, that's why I was gonna even I was actually thinking about this after I just dove down all this shit. Like you know, for the past like past few days, I'm like I was actually gonna text you, be like, why is this even important? Like why 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 do you even really care? You know what I mean? Not like talking shit on you, but yeah, like yeah. why. You know? Well, I, I, I mean, why do you care? Do you, do you care or no? Like now that after I went into it all, I'm like, all right, I, what, what did I really find out that they I, put some puzzles out there for people to solve? I'm like, that's cool. But it's, what did it get me? What did it get us? Like, even these guys coming out they're like, Oh, I solved it and did this. And then they went nowhere. It's like, okay. So well, what's the point of even like diving deeper into this, even though I don't, don't get me wrong. I dove into it, but it's just like, after I got done, I'm like, what did well, I get we, out of that? I like, mean, we don't, we don't get much out of, uh, you know, a lot of these other conspiracy theories. I, you know, I, 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 I'm so tired of using that term, but I mean, that's just what the world knows. These kinds of things is these fringe theories that are like, you know, for better uh, lack of better terms, conspiracy theories, right? We don't get much from the lizard people theory. We don't get much from a lot of these other kind of crazy theories, but to me, they're just so interesting. And we don't know that, no one got anything out of this well, you know what i true. mean like, and, and we can't say we didn't get anything because i just made like three connections out of this shit which is crazy even brandon bringing up that like this yeah th- like that like it's even weirder because i had a whole freaking we did a whole episode on the illuminati card game that's uh, it's kind of weird it's, it's kind of and then it just makes me think it really is all tied together dude it really is an octopus of global control it's like they do have their hands and everything and like this bigger little play they have and wherever their hands are in they're there you know I, yeah. I, I think the uh, that some of the dates coincided uh, with the Edward Snowden uh, episode as well, and I think that th- this I, I don't I don't mean to downplay that the fact that this could just be a group of of nerds because obviously the Secret Service was going after some of their stuff like they're they're they can get up to some stuff and hackers they just have to be good at pickpocketing you know what I mean and then they can just pickpocket anywhere uh, and and from anyone but if it is that kind of person, like it's going when they are shown, when this ideology is shown to the public, when it's so anti, uh, uh, you know, ruler, when it's so much more 
focused on the power of the individual, it's going to come out in ways like Snowden. Like, I don't know about your guys' stances on him, but I can see how the, pro- how the propaganda on both sides of the world worked to put him uh, like not a as not a, a stand-up kind of figure. Ryan, you're, if you're even saying he's a psyop, I, I think he raises important questions. I think he's not sure. as important actually as what he is. I think he sees himself as some kind of a superhero. Do you don't think out. it's weird how they let him just talk all the time on the news all the time? Wait, listen, I don't know how many times you guys podcasted, but my internet's not always perfect. Every time he's called, his call is crystal clear. He always is perfect. And guess what? Oh, they can't track him in Russia. They'd never go in there and do that, even though they did that. They bombed someone in Iran, no problem. Why? And that's the other thing. It's They want him to go out there and say all this shit. Whether yeah. what he got was on purpose or, or maybe he did get some good stuff, they're putting him out there on purpose. Again, they're just, it, it's so obvious. They, they, like, they, they, he really wasn't they, they, Guys, we hope you enjoyed that free portion of the episode. If you want to hear us dive deeper, deep as shit, into the Libra Primus and the other cicada secrets, hit us up at the Patreon. For only $3 per month, you get access to all of our full-length episodes. That's patreon.com slash Podcasts.